0: Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd, passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. Uh, I'm your host Sheridan Decker, and today I have got a special episode coming up for you guys. I've got I've got that wrong now, Micah. <laughs> Micah will <laughs> here, and we actually met in Bali. Flip, I think. Now, yes, what did. was it? Was that mid July? Uh
1: y- oh no, it was. I think it was. And the end of July. End, of, end July, of July, start of August.
0: That's gone yeah. so fast. I know. I know. Oh yeah, it was August, September, October, two, two and a half months ago. Yeah. I know. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> <Crazy. laughs> um, as uh mum of three and a women's fitness coach, Micah blew me away with her own health journey. So she's overcome anxiety, she's gained strength and confidence in the gym and is discovered her passion of helping women feel confident and amazing in and outside the gym. So thank you so much for coming on the Empowered Hormones podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. So for those who don't know you, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your passions are? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So like you said, I'm a mom, a mum of three. Um, I live and work here in Brisbane, Queensland in Australia. Um, and my passion definitely lies with helping you know, women get started on their fitness journey and finding their confidence in and out of the gym. Um, Because, you know, just because we're women or mums doesn't mean that, you know, we can achieve some really, really amazing things. So yeah, I definitely would say my passion is helping women realize that, you know, the goal should be to be their strongest version of themselves and not the smallest version of themselves. I love that. I
0: absolutely yeah. love that. <laughs> and I love that there's so many women now who are here to um, empower and educate and support and build confidence and all those types of things. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a competition between women. Like it feels like a. community no. And I feel like Bali really showed that you had all these women together, and everyone's like, Yes, you've got this. Yep. Like, it was just, it was so empowering. So, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And to get you to that point of, I guess, realizing your passion and uh, I guess what you do today, how did you get there? What is your story? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I had my kids really young. Um, I fell pregnant with my first when I, by accident, when I was. 19 so you know that that meant that for the last however many years I have been a stay-at-home mum and by the time I was 26 I had three kids um, and my husband had two jobs in the police and the army so I guess I was very you know lonely and isolated and um, I guess feeling like a lot of mums do these days which is just you know like kind of like we could fade into the background and no one would even realize that we were there like we just sometimes feel like we are not really
0: part of the bigger picture in, you, in a way. Do you feel like that's because your focus becomes more about your kids rather than you and you make these sacrifices and so that then becomes your time you're sacrificing and I guess that's your social life or is I look at someone yeah. like myself who doesn't have kids and my life selfishly is all about me in a sense yeah. but I don't know as a mum I guess that that shifts a lot.
1: Yeah absolutely I mean my husband has always been the one that So I had my, my son and then my husband, you know, he had the full-time job and then he got into the police and that's always been his focus because he's been providing for us. And my focus has always been up until, you know, a a year ago, the kids always, I've always stayed at home. I've always just done the mum thing. And that kind of becomes your identity, but it's a lonely, it's a lonely identity. Like, and because I was a mum so young, a lot of the people that I was friends with, weren't going through the same things that I was going through so I didn't have a lot of people to share stuff with yeah um yeah so um and that that's kind of where my depression and anxiety started and people tried to tell me that you know they could see it I mean the people around you they can see it and you know I lost friends over it because I would say to them like um no like that's not happening like you don't know what I'm going through like you can't tell me how I feel. You can't tell me, you know, what's normal and what's normal. And then slowly people started, you know, leaving my life because of, you know, the way I kind of isolated myself at home. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. Does it become a bit of a circle then in the sense that you isolating yourself because you're looking after kids and you pull back, and sometimes the more you pull back, the harder the harder it is to come back into things. So you feel worse because you pull back more and you pull back more, and things just sort of isolate. And then you, I don't know, I have friends who ended up with social anxiety in a sense because they just, oh yeah, they just felt better and safer at home, and then 100 just 100. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have any mum
1: friends that talk like their kids that do that like i i talked like my kids like the the way they couldn't pronounce things and my husband would be like can you talk properly and i was like i spend all day with these little humans like i take on their characteristics i that's my like comfortable place so absolutely i had major social anxiety major social anxiety
0: yeah yeah so breaking through that how did that lead you to fitness how did you because we don't just as you would know you don't just snap out of it and now I'm actually all good again what was the journey to to overcoming that
1: yeah so um I actually started my kind of fitness journey when my youngest was three years old so up until that point I'd pretty much done nothing in terms of fitness um and I kind of got to a point when I was like right I need to have I need to have something that's for me I need to you know And my friend was like, let's join the gym. And I was like, cool, let's join the gym. So we joined the gym. Um, She didn't stay on. I stayed on, but I would only go and do cardio, like on the treadmill. Um, And I remember even a trainer coming up to me once and he literally said to me, are you actually gonna do anything else besides the treadmill? And I was like, no, (laughs) I don't know how to do anything else. (laughs) Um, And then I found an online app That it was pretty basic, but it um, was resistance training. And I was like, I can do this from home. So I went and got like some dumbbells and I just, I did it from home with my toddler. And we just used the coffee table and the stair as a step up. And that really worked. Like I loved it. And I started to see these changes in myself and my confidence. I didn't have the confidence to go and do these workouts at the gym at that point. Um, and also having my toddler, it was hard. So I just did them from home. Um, but yeah, it 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 just gradually started to, you know, build. Like, oh, like I just did that really hard workout, and I feel amazing. And that kind of builds to like, I'm going to do all my workouts this week. And then you you feel like you've really achieved something, and then you start to like see that confidence go other places in your life besides just that 30 minute workout
0: and that's really really amazing to see yeah and there's there's a few big things there there's one the fact that when people listen to this and then they go look at your instagram they're going to be like this lady's gorgeous how did she struggle with anxiety and depression but there's that thing that you've overcome something so big but it wasn't like one day you turned around and there you were posting these reels on instagram it was oh, I'm, I made the decision, start at the gym, and I just started on the treadmill. Like, you know, like yeah. you didn't even jump straight into classes because I know a lot of women who don't oh, like no. the classes, don't like other people, with those kinds of things. So they're like, I don't even want to go to a gym. But like you said, starting at home and building that inner confidence. Yeah. So that's huge because then, like you said, you have that instant gratification where you did something that was yep. hard for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how did that progress into what you're doing today? So you yep. obviously found a love for fitness, then yep. you've used that or you studied with it or what's Yeah. So like you said, my
1: my Instagram started to grow and people were like telling me that I inspired them and that, you know, and I was like, What? Are you joking? Me? So <laughs> and and I was like, Do you know what? If I can if I can help women get from what I was to what I am now that would just be the best the best feeling ever and I want to do that that's what I want to do I want to help women get there Um, and so I started studying a cert for part time and I was also working at my parents cafe at the time Um, and pretty much the second I finished my course I got a job at um, Anytime Fitness so I kind of just got chucked in the the deep end Um, and I've been doing that for about six months.
0: Wow okay so you were a full-time mum obviously as well so on top of that mumming and working in the cafe and then studying and then from there you've picked up so personal training now or yep yep
1: so I'm currently still at any time Kalanga doing personal training but I do have a couple of things that are changing so I have actually gotten um a new job as a member experience coordinator at FitStop North Lakes. Yay! Yeah. So I'll be doing that and coaching some of their classes and doing PT as well. Um, I have a lot of things up in the air at the moment. Um, I also am going to start my online training very soon, working with a business coach to currently get that started. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things
0: happening. <laughs> so how does that? Because think of all those things happening now. How does that make you feel when you look at Michelle from well, how many years ago was it that you feel like you're really struggling? Like, is this a couple years? Is it you know five? I would years? say t- when my daughter was three, and she's
1: and she's eight, so
0: yeah, so five years, five years or so. Like, how does yeah. that make you feel when you reflect and see the person you were five years ago to the person you are today?
1: Night and day, Sheridan. Like I can't even, I can't even describe it. Like I was, I was so shy and so withdrawn. And so I would, I would not be here on a podcast with you five years ago. There's no way.
0: I would just, no. yeah so that must for you be like knowing like knowing that it takes time right it's not an overnight process but you see that and you go okay if if I can do this and not saying you're just a normal human but if I can do this anyone can do this you know what I mean like it's just absolutely so empowering so you must see that in work day to day now I don't know like women you're PTing or group fitness or coaching and stuff starting to I guess overcome those barriers as well yeah absolutely and you know you say that and one particular
1: lady comes to mind and she's just kind of its only recently happened I've been working with her for about pretty much since I started she was one of my first clients to sign up and she came to me the other day and she was she had a really good session like she pushed herself so hard and you can just see it you can just see them mentally click like they're like I want to sorry I want to do this (laughs) like you know they and she, she said to me, I was having a really bad day today and I just, I wanted to cancel this session so bad, but I had your words in my head and I was like, you're going to get to the, because po- I said to her at the start, I was like, you're going to get to the point where you, you know, you want to do it. You don't have to do it. You know that it's going to make you feel better. And it's not about anything, you know, you, it's not about walking out of that gym being lighter or, you know, anything like that. It's about up here. Yeah. and she was like that's exactly what got me here today so yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and that's amazing and i feel like from let's just say a mum's point of view and there'd be so many mums listening going i just i i want to like i want to start or i want to get there or i want to have that feeling because they know that when they leave the gym or they finish that workout at home or you know whatever it is they do feel so much better but i also feel like there's so many myths or or misunderstood things about fitness and about health that stop women like you've spoken about the anxiety depression uh, depression side of things and overcoming that which obviously stops women from making that step into fitness but how do we overcome that and what other myths or things do you think are stopping women from starting you know being at the gym
1: yeah I think there's a lot a lot of information going around these days so and I think that can get really really overwhelming when there's just too many you know you should do this you should do this you should do this and it just go oh i'm not going to do anything because it's, i don't know what's right what's the right way and there is no right way right so it's you know it's about doing the exercise that you enjoy um and i think it's also still a very male dominated you know area and that's can be a very intimidating environment to walk into as a woman yeah. um you know we see things on on online and the comments that you know some men make and we think if they're making comments like that online what are they thinking when they look at us in the gym yeah and i think that can be something that does also play on on women's minds um and then also the fear of you know not knowing what to do when they're at the gym um you know, feeling like they they look silly or they you know they're doing the wrong thing, and which is just completely not true. I mean, even people that go to the gym every day making mistakes. I still sometimes are like, how do I use this equipment? I I don't remember or yeah, like you know it happens
0: yeah, yeah. oh I've yeah a hundred percent I get that so I think of like my mom like I've been in the fitness industry for years and doing CrossFit and training whatever so if I walk into a gym and I don't know how to use something I'll just ask I don't feel embarrassed like I'm kind of just like oh whatever or I do it wrong and i oh, go, shit, I shouldn't have done that but I don't have this overwhelming anxiety around it I just go I'll figure it out you know but yeah for someone who doesn't have that background and I kind of forget that because if I look at my Instagram feed or whatever it's filled with people that I know like you who are doing it and who are doing it well whereas the general I'm going to say mum but that's kind of female woman out there who's starting to exercise they may not have that around them and there is quite a bit of anxiety of stepping into a gym and starting so how do we overcome that is it just you know can you start small or should you be starting at home or how do we break down some of those barriers about entering a gym
1: yeah I mean I think it's it's definitely you need to surround your yourself with people that you know are putting out you know that good sort of energy and that good sort of like information um, and that are promoting strength training promoting you know women being strong and being present in the gym and that's online and in your real life. If you've got someone in real life, that's saying, "Oh, don't go to the gym. Like you're going to get mus, you're going to get too muscly. Um, That's maybe someone that doesn't care so much about your health. Like, so it's just kind of, you know, surrounding yourself with those good people. And then in terms of where to do it, I mean, you know, start, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. That's what I like to say to people. Yeah. 100%
0: 100% yeah. and there's yeah. so many good apps out there nowadays as well yeah. like, oh I would, between like the kick app like the keep it cleaner one or the sweat app or you know like there's so many and a lot of great businesses like in Perth there's ambitious bodies and there's different people who yeah have apps and can build programs so that if you don't feel ready to jump into a gym space exactly like you did you start at home and build your confidence up slowly and sometimes you know doing that side of things and then working with a trainer like say someone like you yeah still keeping you accountable but you're not ready to go to a gym. And then you build up those skills. And then when you do go to a gym, if you decide you want to because you want more access to more equipment or something, you have some of that groundwork done already that you don't feel like a complete kook in in the gym space, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Is it hard for women to build muscle then? Because so often we do hear, I'm going to look bulky. Mm -hmm. If you think about the muscle that you have now, and you've got amazing physique, but did that happen overnight? Or did that take years? It took a very long time.
1: And it's still a struggle. Like I don't, we don't just, you know, we're not just going to wake up and look like, you know, Steph Sanzo that she, we put in so much work to build this muscle. Like it's not You're not going to lift a four kilo dumbbell and wake up with,
0: you know, Massive unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> because the perception around muscle in females is changing like now you know yep. you've got the extreme of our um uh crossfit athletes who we go okay you know they are amazing and they are so muscly but there is no way any of us are going to look like them unless we give up everything else in our life and start training and eating like them so i think that yep. side of things we're starting to go you know what strong is sexy you don't need to be tiny you don't you know you can enjoy cardio if you enjoy cardio but you can also enjoy lifting and that's great too like it's just yeah I love that it's changing because there's nothing more empowering than a female who can hold her own and have a bit of strength and and it just feels good mentally as well and I think I kind of want to touch on that with you as well if we think about exercise and how that pulled you forward in your mental health aspect there must be so many benefits between exercise and mental health
1: yeah absolutely and like I said that was a huge one for me because you know depression and anxiety and makes you feel like you you can't do anything right you know makes you feel like you're a failure and what exercise does is it it proves that wrong like when you work hard at something the results will come And it shows you that you can do hard things and that if you set your mind to something, you will achieve it. So it makes you feel worthy
0: so yeah 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 for sure and we just know i don't know i know how good i feel when i go for a walk or do some absolutely and it becomes social as well you know what i mean like you don't have to train with other people but if you do go to a gym and you train by yourself you'll start meeting the same people at the gym or if you join a small group fitness class or things like that all of a sudden you you build up this other network and we know that health is about communities as well and you might have you know whether it's a work community or church community or then it becomes a gym community or a crossfit yeah. community or whatever it is and that's so empowering and building us up and meeting other people
1: yeah absolutely that one took me a really long time because I did have that social anxiety I remember going to the gym and even like when I'd see the personal trainers I was like oh please don't talk to me like I just that one took me a really really long time but now Like I have so many, all my friends are the people at the gym. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. So that one can be really hard for people with social anxiety. But absolutely, I think that's a great way for, you know, if you don't have that aspect of um, social anxiety to go out there and meet new people and um, start, you know, surrounding yourself with people with that kind of mindset. Yeah, Yeah. that mindset that's going to encourage you and push you and not hold you back or, you know, give you miseducate you on stuff yeah
0: Yeah. you're um passionate about strength training as well and building muscle and stuff like that do you feel like there is becoming more of a shift that women don't just have to do long sets of cardio or spend all the time you know running or walking to actually a get fitness or b look good or to be the smallest version of themselves like you're quite passionate about getting women to do strength training aren't you
1: yeah absolutely I am because I mean for one we can and you know there's no reason why we can't do it and for secondly it's it's fun like it's so much funner and less boring than cardio in my opinion um you know it's great like I said for your mental health it's great for your cardiovascular health it's great for your your bone density you know it it has so many benefits great for your sleep quality um great for all of those things at the end of the day it helps prolong your life so yeah and Yeah. And it, it, you know, it's going to help give us the shape that we want, you know, build our muscle tone. So we can, you know, I think there's this perception of women want to look a certain way, but they don't realize that to do that, they actually have to build muscle.
0: Yeah. And I actually yes. think, like from the women that I work with who are mothers, there's often a real big thing of adrenal fatigue, right? So there's this real burnout. I'm really tired and race around after kids. And if you're in adrenal fatigue or you're in just that fatigue state, doing long cardio actually aggravates that. Whereas shorter strength training, and even if you're doing 20 or 30 minutes of something is so much better on your adrenal system than spending all of that time, you know, riding around. Running or, or whatever it is, which I mean, I love my bike and I love running and I love my cardio, so definitely. But I also know that if I am drained, that is not the exercise I should be doing. I just need to go and do your slow reps, your slow sets, and just have that Absolutely. that rest time. And I think, yeah, for a lot of women, it's it's kind of a little bit more achievable in a sense rather than going. I just need to push myself nonstop for thirty yeah. minutes on the treadmill, and makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, Are we gonna feel better and have more energy after that session than if we were to kill ourselves on the treadmill or the bike. Yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. So I think one of the biggest things that a lot of women struggle with is also that juggling that gym work and mum life because to you, being a mum, you know, is is everything and you still identify through that even though you have other identities as well you're not saying I'm no longer a mum. I am now this in person so, <laughs> no. <laughs> how do you how do you juggle that you know how do you quote unquote do it all because those looking from the outside would be like this woman is superwoman how is she doing all the things
1: <laughs> well I'm definitely not superwoman <laughs>
0: um look every day is
1: different um you know like I said I was a stay-at-home mum for the longest time I had pretty much all day to get all my things done Um, and now I have no time. So it's, it's, it was definitely adjustment and having to be like, I've just got to let some stuff go. Like I, that's not going to be clean today. And I've just got to realize that. So I think it's also, um, picking your battles, right. And not letting everything get to you. You can't do everything you can't. So it's, it's definitely about, for me, it was about letting stuff go.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and realizing that I, you know, prioritizing stuff. Yeah. That didn't get done today. That's fine. Yeah. Um and you know, people say, How do mums do it all? Well, we do it all because we have to. Like at the end of the day, the buck stops with us. So yeah. you know,
0: that's what we are. We're mums. Yeah. So, and I guess yeah. you would have learnt at some point You know that also your gym time, as much as it can be, is non-negotiable. Yes, the kids are important and a first, but also, you know, you also go. Well, I'm making a commitment to myself that two, three, four times a week, whatever it is, for an hour or 45 minutes or whatever I've got, that's that's my gym time. And whether that means you've got to schedule it in your calendar and block out that time, or you're paying for that PT session, or you're paying for that class, so that then you're committed. But I also think you you've also as much as you make a commitment to your kids you also make a commitment to look after the household and things you also make that commitment to yourself going this is this is really really important and I need to prioritize that too. 100% Sheridan you have hit
1: the nail on the head there because you know we as mums tend to put ourselves last way too often way too often and that I like that statement right there is the exact thing that changed for me when I started my fitness journey is I I put myself a little bit more forward a little bit more forward, a little bit more forward and I got my workout done no matter what it meant because I started seeing this is helping me this is benefiting me this is what I need to do this is how I get to be more confident more you know a better mum I was a better mum after I'd done a workout I was less stressed and I saw that pattern so prioritizing your workouts is absolutely essential it it doesn't matter what type of workout it is like like I said mine was at home with a toddler I have videos of it like it's my I remember my husband being home one day and he was like can you not stand on the coffee table please I was like I'm doing I'm doing step ups (laughs) but yeah so and I like today I was feeling a bit sick so I just took my kids for a bike ride and I did maybe some sprints and that was called it i'm happy with that so it's just getting getting in what you can making sure it fits really nicely into your day so that you know if it's too messy it's more likely that you're not going to get it done do you know what i mean like if you're like i'm going to go to the gym after work but i have to be there at 605 and i have to leave at this time and that's when things start to fall apart because it's just you know gets too stressful
0: Yeah, and sometimes that might mean, I guess, like um, changing your life or shifting things around. Like I find that with clients, like I just moved to a new space. I'm like, okay, well, I want to go to the gym and what does that look like and where is that and what is that travel time? And sometimes, you know, we adjust things so that we can fit it in because you're right, like if it has to be bang on, it just puts so much stress around it that you don't even enjoy being there because you're like, I need to leave by a certain time and if I don't, then it just... Oh, it makes it non enjoyable at all. Like, I, I think you're totally right with that. It's, it's going to yeah. be easy in a sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's got to, it's got to work for you.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. is there things food wise that you do that make your week easier then? Like, cause you obviously sort of scheduling your gin time and kids. Do you do a bit of meal prepping or because we know that part of fitness yeah. is food as well? Yeah. So, how does that work for you and your family? so
1: I am terrible I do not meal prep so my my kind of journey with food would be my main things were looking back people always ask me about like how much did I change my eating and the main things were I did not eat any vegetables or fruit or drink like I was I was so unhealthy in the things that I put in my body it's disgusting like I remember, like, my husband and I laugh at it, it, like, what a time. Do you remember when you wouldn't eat a single vegetable? What a time. Like, it it was really bad. Um, So that's the main thing that I prioritize now is getting my veggies in, getting my fruit in, getting my water in, getting my protein in. Like, I like keeping it nice and simple um, because I have the kids and I do have the same breakfast every day because I find that just takes – You know the stress out of that mentally, which is just protein oats with some berries or banana. The best, the best. Yep. And then lunch kind of just um, differs. Sometimes I'll make myself a wrap to take to work. If I'm home and I'm not at work, and there's leftovers, I'll have leftovers. I love those little steam veggie bags that you chuck in the microwave because they go with everything. Like you can add them to almost everything.
0: And I do add them to almost everything. (laughs) uh, Um, Convenience. Convenience is key. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm quite bad with the meal prepping. It's not something that I do do because I don't enjoy eating the same thing every day.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, which, Yeah. yeah. And but. I hear that from a lot of mums, like as far as their kids don't either, right? So it's not like, like, I don't care, but I'm only feeding me, right? So I'm not feeding any other mouths as well. But I speak to some of my mum friends and they're like, yeah, no, nah, my kid's not going to eat beef, mince and rice every night for a week. Like that's just no. not happening. Like, and, no. <laughs> and, and they don't want that either, you know, in a sense. And, you know, we think about diversity in the microbiome and nutrients and health and diversity is so good in in, you know, in as much as we can. But Like I said, I think those convenient things are so good. Like even... Packet veggies, packet rice, or packets of salad, tins of tuna, 100%. crackers, boiled eggs. Like, there is so many things we can do without overcomplicating it. Because again, I feel like it becomes one of these things that we look on Instagram, whatever, and these people making these amazing dishes, dinners, or dishes every night. And just like, I can't do that. If that's what it requires to be healthy, I'm not in because that is too hard. Like,
1: absolutely. And, oh, yeah. Exercise think, is the same. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do do that when they start. Their fitness journey, they go, well, I can't meal prep, so I can't eat healthy. And that's just not the case.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's something that you pull, like as a mum, you're not only empowering yourself and making yourself feel better and stronger and you have more energy but you're setting such a great example for your kids as well because you you not only go oh I'm going to go for a ride with the kids today because I you know I don't feel well enough to go to the gym or whatever you're you know you're pulling them into that but that also seeing you moving or making good choices or whatever and it's such a ripple and flow and effect like it's it's key for their development too.
1: Yeah I absolutely agree like we have a home gym and my um, almost 13-year-old, I take him through some workouts. He loves himself some deadlifts. So, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, my girls, you know, they, they don't really get into it much, but they will come in and watch and bug me for things. And Yeah. Um, but they're all, like, it's, it's part of their lives as much as it's part of my lives now. And I, I, I really like that we don't have that sort of negative space in terms of you know me saying to my husband like do I look fat in this or like should we be eating this or like let's we will enjoy the ice cream we will enjoy the food but we also eat healthy and we try and teach our kids about you know like body positivity and you know all that good stuff in our house yeah. yeah
0: yeah no I I love that and I know so many women listening will be the same they'll be like yes I want to be that for my kids I want to be that for myself and to show up as a good yeah. mum. that means mentally I need to show up positively but also yeah to to lead and encourage my kids so thank you so much for chatting today I feel like I don't know you are an inspiration to me and if I ever get blessed to be a mother then that is I want to be like you so thank you for what you're doing and your education your awareness to women who do do have that struggle to get into the gym and to get moving so thank you
1: Oh, you're welcome. You would be the best mum, Sheridan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Um, for those listening who want to follow along with your journey and learn more, where is the best place to find or follow you? Um, Definitely on Instagram at Mums Wet Life. Awesome. Cool. And I will link that into the show notes as well. Um, but, yeah, thanks for jumping on today. It was a pleasure to chat. Thanks for having me. <laughs>